Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley, and you're listening to the Collab Talk Podcast. We ring in the new year with Sean McDonough and Jeff Vorosky, talking about the state of the tech economy, plus the new communities for teams, as well as news from around the community. Let's get started. Well, welcome into the new year. Yeah. Happy New Year, I guess. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we got a few things to cover today. We're going to talk about, you know, some of the, the latest doom and gloom out there about the economy. Woohoo! That'll be fun. Restoring the happy. Yep. New Year. Uh, and we'll talk about so some of Microsoft messaging around that. And then we're all going to talk about community stuff, bringing people together. Community with the new community and teams, communities and teams, and what that actually means. So, so any big life changes that happened at the end of the year to anybody? <laughs> hmm. Um, well, I got the flu. Wow. That's about it. Any of you guys? Um, I set up a new server. Ooh. Got new hardware. So, into the new Grogu. decade. And yes, Grogu. I've got a, I'm, I'm indicating to Sean that I've got a new box behind me. I bought a gaming PC Ooh. off of my son who put it together like a few months ago and, and then built an even bigger one because he <laughs> like, had to have gaming PCs at his work as well as at home. And so it must yeah. have been a pretty solid PC because I don't recall getting any uh, let's consult type messages. <laughs> not yet anyway when i start consolidating <laughs> components from this one over to that one maybe we'll talk again but well so uh, yeah so i i am uh, uh i in december uh, uh just before leaving on vacation which is the great time to get the notification that uh that your company's going in a different direction than you so little did christian know he was just beyond leaving for vacation yes <laughs> beyond leaving for just vacation so that's always that's always tough, but uh, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, with my network, I was able to pick up a, a contract with a prior uh, former client. They're once again a client doing some project work and uh, uh, quite a few other options out there in front of me. So this is one of those weird times where I realize that there's in tech, especially there are so many layoffs that are happening, and yet, well, I don't know that what I heard on the radio again this morning that uh yeah radio listen via the internet though folks come on i'm not that old school uh, <laughs> but uh listening to this program that there was like 10.5 million unfilled jobs in the u.s um as of december or something like that it's just crazy numbers there and i i read again this 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 also this morning was reading some other news piece saying that while these tech companies that are doing layoffs where some of the greatest um, jobs are, or the greatest opportunities are, the largest number of opportunities, are technical roles in non-tech companies. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it, it's not that there's a lack of jobs out there. So this is not like past recessions. There's just a ton of jobs that they can't find people. That's a there's a different discussion that we're not going to get into around what's happening there. But yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, so unfortunate and fortunate times that we live in. 
um, from a job perspective. But there's a lot of great stuff going on. Of course, still doing the podcast, still doing the interviews. Um, there's a there's a lot that's happening. Shows, uh, so events are back on the rise. More and more people talking about wanting to get back to in-person. Do you guys have anything scheduled? Uh, going to Minneapolis in a couple of weeks for their Office 365, formerly SharePoint Saturday event. Um, Office 365, that's even old school, Sean. It's M365. I'm sorry, same thing. <laughs> yeah. It'll be yeah, I'll see you there. Different next year. Well, <laughs> you're going to be there, Christian? Yeah, I'll be there. Cool. Nice. Yeah. The only thing that won't be there is cons, which is a deep disappointment since they shut down. Oh, yeah. The, Mong the Mongolian barbecue was our, our go-to go after the event. Yeah. I, I didn't even see. That was as much as, uh, uh, you know, a part of that. Are, are they, have they, have we heard? Where are we going? Are we doing? Uh, different I, event. In fact, for the speaker dinner, we're not doing it at Tavern on France. Um we're doing it some other place and i've only been to one other event with them where it's been at another place so i think they've yeah. got a new game plan yeah new location new speaker dinner location new post event dinner plans yeah just so we're much all going to be confused yeah, yeah. Man, it's gonna be confusing so well it'll be great to see you out at that one and uh yeah, yeah I, I know Absolutely. that there's more that's happening more more events that are that are popping up um, Jeff Teeper with Microsoft. Now he's the president of, uh, what is it? Collaborative apps and platforms, I think is the official title. Um, okay. He's pushing heavy on the M365 conference in Vegas the first week in May. And there are rumors to be some big announcements to be made at that event. Hmm. Stuff well, is happening with SharePoint. Uh-oh. What kind of stuff? Uh-oh. I, what do we I, suspect? I don't know. That's that's the stuff that needs to be announced, Sean. Uh, well. There, I I heard that they're trying to do like the original May the fourth event. That they're doing that in conjunction with that event. They're going to do an event and some major announcements and things around that. So just kind of the next stage of things. Should be interesting. It's like Marvel Universe Part Five or whatever it is. You know that we're also <laughs> looking at. Uh. Well, one of the things that it was, so talking back on the depressing economy uh, discussion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was that, so I actually just saw a quote from Satya Nadella, you know, talking about that. He, he essentially, paraphrase, said the next two years for companies like Microsoft, other tech companies, is going to be really rough. And part of what's going out there, and I've seen people tweeting this la this week, um, a lot of uh, a lot of messaging out there saying that, um, to go in there and say, hey, uh, for, for people that in sales especially, to, to show the ROI of your product is not enough. Like companies are actively looking at how do we cut back on our IT expenses? Mm -hmm. And so that is, you know, that, that's something that is, that messaging is, is coming through. It made me think of have been having conversations with, with a bunch of folks that are part of the MVP, uh, the the Viva Explorers. That's a group of 50 plus Microsoft MVPs that are focusing largely on Viva mm -hmm. and the the current eight experiences or modules that are within Viva. And I think there's more coming this year. But one of the things I, I I've heard pushback from people saying it's like, yeah, but the, the Viva stuff, it's not like 
email or or having SharePoint for your intranet or Teams for all collaboration that's essential. Viva's a lot of that is like nice to have. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but well, given how little time I spend with it each day, I would say it's a nice to have. It's not I may be an outlier, but I'm not someone whose day is regularly informed by Viva. So whatever that's worth or not worth. Yeah, with me, it's, um, I mean, I really don't use too much of it except for, you know, like that email, like, you know, this is like, you know, what your day looks like, or this is what your week looks like. That one, I'd be like, oh, right, I have to do that meeting or do something related to that. That's usually about the most interaction I have with Viva. Yeah, I'm like, so, day stuff, you know. Well, it, I, so, and I'll say about that too, is that, that, um, you know, formerly the Cortana help, but the, the insights emails is you know most days and like there's nothing in it it was like but occasionally it'll remind me like exactly what you just that scenario we're like oh yeah that's right i had that email i did respond and say or somebody asked me to do something i need to go follow up with that i need to move that over into my tasks or into a planner yeah. board or something yeah that makes or, sense or or one of my sticky notes <laughs> which i have a few. 2,000 years from now, they will find piles of those around sticky. our bones. <laughs> well, I, I wanted my sticky notes to be more meaningful. That's why I have special requests. Mine are asbestos lined, so they'll last. My, my dad worked for 3M for 40 years in the adhesives division. So uh, mm. I have like the good ones from like the 60s, like, you know, stacks of them that will be given to my grand grandkids um you know they'll be passed down and those those are the good ones they're like lead paint asbestos everything you know it's just crazy good if, you, if you put a put a, one of those stickies on your hand and it starts a burning sensation underneath <laughs> it yeah quality if it's it burns good. it's good if it burns you know it's it's good it's quality it oh yeah this to any surface <laughs> Are we going to get a cease and desist letter from 3M as we're disparaging post-it notes? Oh, I uh, feel like we really made it if we did. <laughs> Someone from 3M decides to reach out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally. Uh, probably not. Hmm. Well, there's a great article out there for anybody that is interested. Um, it, it So, because I, I, I think... I think a lot of what Viva has to offer, it's not just nice to have. I think that there are some core things out there. I mean, hey, connections. I mean, having that front end, the SharePoint front end to your internet out on Teams. I mean, engage the social aspect of it, especially if you're going through experiencing, you know, a, a downturn and doing layoffs, being able to connect with people and make them feel, you know, have, be heard. I mean, there's there's value in having those different components. Yeah. Um, as an independent, I'm not using Engage. I'm not using, you know, I have a Yammer network for Collab Talk. It's not a lot of conversation on there since it's just me. <laughs> yeah, same problem I've mentioned before, Bitstream Foundry with our low employee numbers. But there's a an article out on the Microsoft 365 blog. If you just go and type M365 blog, you'll find it. But there's an article that was from Seth Patton back um, on December 5th called Five Ways Microsoft Viva Helps Businesses Save Time and Money. So if it is something that, so they go in and talk about, you know, improved productivity for content expert discovery, improved employee retention, 
time savings for operations teams, faster onboarding process, and the fifth one, improved business outcomes. And all of this comes from, you can actually go and read the detail that comes from the Microsoft's Work Trend Index report, and there's a link to that within the article as well. Um, and so they they share some pretty bold numbers from people that have deployed Viva around that. And of course, getting into the detail, like which components of Viva did they have deployed? Where are they seeing that? I mean, that's part of what you'll see within the report. But 75% reduction in search time, 20% reduction in employee attrition, 20% content discovery time recoup for operations teams, and 50% reduction in full onboarding time. I mean, that, there's some, they're, they're trying to put the data behind the claim. So it's not just the, hey, the feel good, like people feel better about working, like they're more collaborative, like all <laughs> of those fuzzy statements, putting numbers around, actual data around what companies are seeing out of their performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's a smart move. I mean, especially, for organizations trying to be data driven, um, you got to know what the practical objective upshot of these tools is if you're going to stand behind them and continue to push them forward with where we're going in the next year. Yeah, everybody's and, slowing down. And I think a lot of this too, um, uh, with <clears throat> all this uh, stuff within teams as well, it's um, yet another thing to um, help teams stand out from things like Slack and you know other uh, messaging platforms too, because it's bringing all these different tools and everything into Teams. And if you're using Teams or not using Teams, it's a good sales pitch for Teams to move over to it because it's integrating with things that most companies already have, you know. Yeah, there. It, I've said for years is that there's no longer true that there's not there's no company out there that is said, hey, we're just a Microsoft shop and then it's all Microsoft products and we don't use anything else. Those companies that make that claim and you go in there and it's like, oh, really? Are you so you're on Dynamics for your CRM? What are you using for your ERP? What are you using these other tools? You start uncovering, oh yeah, we are using these other third party solutions. It's like right, so. Most companies are multi-cloud. Most companies are multi-vendor that they're working with. And that's before you even get into shadow IT and things that right. people are using okay. on their own. That right. they're not telling you. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's Especially but, with all, uh, you know, so, you know, with uh, most software, um, you know, being web-based, you know, everything being web-based for apps and you could be so much not Microsoft. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's so easy to go in and say yes to something if it it uh, where most shadow IT comes from. It's like there's a genuine need there, and it might be a need because they don't understand what's available already. It might be a need because they don't understand properly what their own requirements are, and that maybe something that your internal IT provides may meet that need. But a lot of times, it it, it is that they need something that is beyond what is being provided for them within the system. And then, so they go out on the, and they're tired of waiting for it. And so they go out on their own. And it's easy to go and take a personal credit card and sign up for a service, start using that. But then now I'm yeah, just that, getting into the soapbox of-, of Exactly, that 30 seconds <laughs> versus the 30 days and 15 meetings you've had just to try and reach an approval. It's like, yeah, you're going against your organization's Byzantine structure and processes and red tape. I'd rather just whip. I mean, I've done it before. I'll pull out my own personal credit card to get mm -hmm. something going. Um, in fact, I've done it to myself. 
with uh, Minecraft. Are you Minecraft shadow ITing yourself? I, I am totally shadow ITing. <laughs> Did you myself. do that too much? Do you go blind? <laughs> what, what, That's a myth. That's have you myth. seen the commercial where they go, you know, I do this because I like sticking it to the man. Uh, sir, aren't you the man? <laughs> that one commercial. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I, I we do it to ourselves, but it's yeah. it's just so easy to spin something up like that. Um, so if an organization is going to continue to uh, remain relevant and actually in reality retain control of their um it organization going against the flow it's been doing this for years but going against the flow is just going to alienate people they're going to work around you instead of with you so you've got to kind of meld and adapt the old school it goes this way or not at all doesn't float hasn't for some time but people are driving that home and every day i just was wondering sean whether um every once in a while, um, whether you hire yourself as a consultant to come in and consolidate all those systems. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and then I jump into another layer of inception and yeah. I'm just not <laughs> sure what to think. I'm wondering how the bookkeeping happens for that because I could probably take a few notes. Uh, you know. you <laughs> assume there's bookkeeping joke, Jeff. That's, Sean, that's Sean pays himself all cash, all under the table, all the time. <laughs> exactly. I don't even see it coming and going. It's that transparent. Peter, Paul, hand on it. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad this is radio. This is a family show. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Wait, you name them? Yeah. <laughs> one, one other thing. So talking about, you know, the you know collaboration and just being and keeping communication up. And that's one of the reasons why I think that going back to why more and more focus around Viva and Teams because you're seeing an integration of all of these you know, workloads from other areas of the business all kind of centralizing on Teams. And it's, you know, we, we kind of poked fun at it when it launched. What is it, six years now, five and a half years? When did Teams launch? It's over five years now, right? Uh, anyway. But, sounds right. So the tagline for it was, uh, was a hub for for work 2017 yeah okay so you know that hub for teamwork moniker i mean is really become true it's you know here with my new endeavor and we're getting things going we're sending emails back and forth and we're jumping on phone calls i'm like folks when are we pushing teams live so that we could capture all this within you know, the threads and and follow up and share like through that versus trying to catch people and at the same time for a call. A lot of these could be asynchronous chat based conversations, sharing, jump on video calls as needed, but from within teams. Sure. And so we're getting we're getting that up in live. But to be able to go in uh, like this is something I've talked about and I know in past shows we've talked about. Um, that Yammer, where a lot of people that are not excited about Yammer, I, like I absolutely love Yammer and enterprise social networking, but Yammer growth started taking off about a year ago again. And what was driving that? And it surpassed Planner. It was up with like lists as far as uh, activity. Yeah, I know really? Sean's making faces. Yes, yeah, I'm and the reason faces, but... the reason why 
was because of the integration. So the Yammer app and then the rebranding now is Viva Engage. The integration with Teams is what was driving that. That's mm. my, I don't know that, I don't have the data on there. I've been told that that is correct by Microsoft people, but I don't have anything to point people towards. But Christian um, said it, so it's true. Of course. God's truth. It's, I was at a uh, company conference in August, and um, some guy came up to me. He's like, oh, Jeff Roski, nice to meet you. We've worked on this project together because um, there's several different teams that do SharePoint stuff within our massive organization. Um, and he's like, um, are you part of our uh, the SharePoint Yammer community? I'm like, we use Yammer? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so no. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. <laughs> but see, but now that you have, you get notifications that sent to your email. You've got it right there built into Teams is the Engage app. Mm -hmm. And so that started drawing people in. I even, We even handled it in one of our AMAs, if you recall this, Sean, where somebody asked, like, do I, if I want to use Engage, do I have to use Yammer? Mm. And we had that, that was a discussion. You may not have been on that one. I don't think I was um, on that one, but. But that was where, you know, the answer is, well, yes, Engage is Yammer. It's the same thing. It's 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 being rebranded. Yammer, the brand, is going to go away, and it's just Viva Engage. But. Kind of like Teams is Exchange and SharePoint. Right. Um, it, it's, it's, it's the palm olive moment. You're already soaking in it, you know. <laughs> oh, Magic. I had no hand. I had no idea that my hand was in a bowl of green goo. <laughs> surprised yeah no uh so i think that's one of the things that is um it's also driving more people to go in and look at hey i can have more of the capabilities without those all those other third-party tools it's it's consolidating it is like that it's cyclical it's cyclical it's it's it goes out go out to all the different solutions then we mm. want it all centralized bring it in then it explodes so it's the it's the big bang of it it's much faster than what happens in the universe yeah Honestly. which can be said about most things yeah <laughs> uh, you know on a geologic time scale it's it's all relative well one other thing the other big probably the bigger announced biggest announcement around teams was the release of the consumer version the communities for teams have you guys either of you taken a look at that yet i have not no you know my answer so I, for folks that don't about, know, I just heard about FTP the other day. So you know, I a uh, buy sync, oh, yeah, mainframe buy sync. I th we were discussing FTP on our BBS. Yes. <laughs> so oh, yeah, if you want exactly. to go in the discussion and check the logs, which we terminal discussing. emulator do you use? Yes. <laughs> well, email me at my AOL address, Sean, and I'll. <laughs> um, wait, 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 email? What's this? Something they're talking about on CopySurf. Careful, Jeff. Some of us oh. still use it. So, the what AOL? <laughs> email. Oh, email. Yeah. Everybody nope. knows those discs are only good for coasters. That's right. Or it's selling on eBay. Are people buying that stuff? People I, buy everything. <laughs> so, um, all right. A, a very big aside here. I worked for a company 20-something years ago, and we um, were putting, uh, running T1s and stuff to office buildings and wiring up the building so people could just <clears throat> plug when they got into the office, um, when they bought space, and be right out instead of waiting three to six months for a high-speed dedicated line. 
So with every router we bought, it came with an AOL disk. And this was when AOL disks were not even a thing. It was, these were, we were buying them used or whatever. I forget how. Um, so like the uh, guy who had put it, was putting a router together, just like was, had this stack. And I'm like, I looked it up on eBay real quick. I'm like, Oh, those are selling for like five, 10 bucks a piece. I'm like, I'll take that stack. I made like a thousand bucks off of AOL discs 20 years ago. <laughs> you probably shouldn't have said that on this recording, Jeff. Just a thought, but why? 20 years ago? Somebody's going to come after him. Yeah. Somebody with looking to make big bucks on legal fees. Oh, well. For what? For some, Either that or AOL. Some. They want their discs back. <laughs> 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 well, the uh, so I was just thinking, it's like if they I mean, look at the pricing on it. I've got a few that are still <laughs> in. I have in my, I've got in a box that I'm intentionally keeping with a bunch of other other stuff just to kind of keep around. When I did finish uh, grad school, I've got a bunch of my projects, my, my final dissertation from my undergrad, and I've got a bunch of stuff that I did. But anyway, with, within all that, uh, there's a bunch of old uh, you know, five and a quarter, like the floppy disks in there from way back when. Mm. And so I just kind of hung on to it for like the personal museum. And I've got a bunch of AOL disks as well. Your personal way back machine. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some other stuff that has family photos that are on the the other floppies that I have no way of getting any of that information off. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple of floppy drives in the parts store downstairs, so yeah, I can well, set no, you up. You can buy one for like ten bucks on on if uh, you can find one. Yeah. Well, Amazon. You're telling me Amazon doesn't have a product? It's probably like a one-time use for ten bucks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But um, yeah, no, so no, so going back to communities for teams. <laughs> oh yeah, communities for teams. Now, there was a purpose at the beginning of that. Was yeah. uh, so it's free out there. So anybody that you, you don't have to have a Microsoft account set up, so you could go in there and and utilize it. So I actually went in and so it's the like the personal version. So I went and set one up with my Hotmail, and the idea is that you can use it for like you know anybody for for anything for those basic capabilities. And they're trying to compete with Facebook, with mm. you know the the various chat tools that are out there that are free for consumers to do. So if it's like a you know hey I want to have like some like we like my family we use another third party chat tool for all the family discussions. Well, you can move all of that over to have it on Teams. And oh, what's cool. nice about this is that you can go up and. So the you know, interface is a bit streamlined for that simplistic view of that, but you can then uh, eventually you'll be able to jump in between. They're still working on fixing long-term the uh, uh, tenant switching, but you'll also be able to see and move over to your community or your personal uh, Teams profile and so easily move across. Very cool. Yeah, and the tenant switching thing, I don't think they're ever going to get that right. Have you not seen the mock-ups? No, they're, it, they're working on it, and they've okay. got a, a system uh, in, internally. So I think I'm not. This not an NDA thing. Like they're right. they've been actively working on it for years. Well, tenant switching, yeah, but uh, the probably the bigger problem, and this is more business oriented, is having multiple accounts, not necessarily being in multiple tenants. Um, right. And there's still not a good solution to that, even though we've all been wanting SSO of some form uh, since 
good lord i th think probably the first mvb mvp summit i went to back in 2016 2017 mm -hmm. it's the and that was a known issue at that point and microsoft was you know hard at work on it well you know here we are what eight years later and but you have that in the you have that for teams in the mobile app and so I've well, always yeah, the mobile that. app that, right. that's the so problem I, well, so I, I've always talked about that. It's like, you're like, I just need an emulator on my desktop for the mobile app, and then it, it solves it. Um, yeah. So take a look at uh, BlueStacks. It's a great Android emulator. It works sort of like uh, VMware, but you can am emulate any phone OS. Um, and I've used that because you know, we've got blink cameras around the house and sometimes I want to look at them without looking at my phone. I just want it on my desktop, fire yeah. up BlueStacks and set up blink and there it is. Product endorsement by Sean. <laughs> BlueStack. Yeah, well, if it's a useful tool, tool, I don't mind sharing it. Yeah, because there's a, I think Windows has an emulator for Android but not for iPhone. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I because I know with um, Visual Studio, anybody who's got full blown Visual Studio uh, mobile development, they've got VMs. It, the mobile testing is done through uh, Hyper-V VMs. Um, but I typically don't do mobile development. I, I think of somebody like Fabian Williams over on Microsoft's. Uh, he's now on the graph team, but he was somebody yeah. who was doing a lot of that so just saw him in copenhagen it's great great to see him i haven't seen ah. him in like a decade so yeah yeah he looks exactly the same <laughs> yeah i i he's going to be one of those dick clark type folks who like <laughs> ages 400 years and five minutes on national television <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, for Fabian, if anybody wants a fun story, I'll tell you about the time that he lost his uh, or locked his keys in the car. I think everybody's got a funny story involving Fabian. Yeah. I... It was me trying to stop him from putting a rock through his own window to get, get into his car. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> like, Where was this? Have, have patience. This was in like North Carolina, like 10 years mm. ago. Okay. And that, I think Christina that, Wheeler that, and I were just... Uh, laughing at him so like i think we were like falling on the ground laughing and he was it, it was hilarious was that yeah, i'm sure was that dc no that was i'm sure there were multiple times where the running joke with with uh, <laughs> fabian for a long time was be like hey Fabian, he's like hey christian it's like got your keys <laughs> and he, and he was, he'd like check i remember one time i did that to him he's like yes right here he's like and he's like, dang it, you know, his keys were missing. <laughs> so that was a, yeah, it was a thing. It was a real thing for him. He would just, he would set them down with something and then walk away. <laughs> yeah, common problem. Yeah. No, it, so so back to the teams of the community. Ah, uh, yes, teams. teams. <laughs> yeah, so as I mentioned, uh, focusing on this topic of building community for, um, uh, for the Tweet Jam, the Cloud Talk Tweet Jam, which is happening on January 25th. And anybody listening, and if you're not participating in those Tweet Jams, uh, you know, they, we've, this is the beginning of our 12th year. It was, which Are is just crazy. Me? This month is our oh, beginning. So this, wow. we've done, we completed 11 years. Wow. Oh my gosh. 
So 2023, this is the beginning of 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Bravo, so, Christian. Yeah. Hey, well, congrats for both of you for participating in many of those years. Uh, well. So, yeah. Anyway. That's kind of a guilt thing. It's, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I should I participate have participated, just not yeah. many of the years. But, but we're, we're going to be talking about, so the topic is the science behind building a community. And we're going to be focusing on communities for teams. Hmm. And kind of those components. There's just a couple of questions that'll be around teams and the rest of it will be the generic around what goes into building community. Because I, I think, it, and we, we've talked about this stuff and offline a lot about oh, yeah. what's happening with user groups, what's happening with regional events. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just things are changing up. Well, there's a lot of interest in doing events again and numbers are looking good. I'm hopeful for Twin Cities later this month. Yeah. For the for the M365. In fact, anybody is in the uh, uh, Minneapolis area, um, it's m365tc.com, and that you can find out information about that. So, Sean and I will both be there. Jeff doesn't yep. care care enough yep. about the community to show up. If somebody for listening from 3M that's pissed off about the whole post notes thing, um, they'll be there. Find one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just a couple of weeks off. But it's a, it, you know, there's a, there's a lot of changes going out there, and a lot of like we're we're honestly having the discussion with the user group about just stopping trying to do in person and just do virtual. Yeah. We're just. It's not Most happening. of them have switched over to that. I mean, yeah. even with, uh, you know, COVID numbers going, you know, receding and uh, with vaccinations and whatnot, I think people have just gotten used to and in the rut, maybe, of doing things virtually. In a lot of cases, it's easier. And, you know, why would I want to get dressed up, um, leave my house, drive halfway across town to sit with a bunch of people? Well, for, for me personally... Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I, for somebody like me who just doesn't get out, I'm pretty much a homebody. The, you know, the walk to the uh, the mailbox each day is my time outside. <laughs> um, getting out of the house does take precedence and may, it's a priority for me. But a lot of folks who, you know, do maybe go into work uh, some or all of the time, um, you know, it's sometimes nice, especially since user group meetings typically are in off hours. Um, and evening times when you might be with your family or have to leave them to be with them, to be with the other group. Uh, yeah, I can see the draw for virtual events. Um, but you, you know, we've all talked about this before the virtual events lose something. It, it's, it's hard to focus on a virtual event. I know conferences in particular, you know, the MVP summit has been virtual for the last three years or so and whatnot. And a lot of us, we sign up for things we want to go see and then real life asserts itself and we yeah. can't actually engage in what we had planned to do. So we definitely lose something with virtual, but um, this it's a big conversation about how much comes back in, in person versus staying virtual. Well, you know, we made the decision. So with our, we're doing our collab days, Utah event, we're having to move our date again. Uh, again. Mm. Uh, the headache but um so we're looking at like april or it might be pushed back to the fall if we can't get a, a, a date um but the we made the decision though to be 100 in person to not try and do hybrid yeah 
And there's two parts of that, though. It's uh, part of it is we want people to be there to focus, and the people that are, we're running it, we don't want to be tied up. Is it streaming? Or, like, with feedback uh, there, and right. questions like that. We want to focus on the people that are showing up for that. Um, and the the second part is, and this goes back to some of you might be aware of, the, like Mark Rackley, who organized the North American Collaboration Summit and uh, uh, participates in a lot of other events. And um, he made did a blog post a couple of years back complaining about recording or doing, you know, having recorded content sessions for people that aren't there. It's like, and there are some people. Sue Hanley is a great example of that. Who says, you know, you cannot record my session, you right? Because it's IP. I, this is this right. This is my intellectual property. This is my business. Like I, I'm, I'm here at a conference. Especially, she might go and do that same topic or something very similar at a paid conference. Mm-hmm. And how is that fair to do that? And then, then do the same thing and have it recorded and given away for free a week right. later at a SharePoint Saturday. Exactly. Yeah, it does present that conflict. So being in person, seeing it live, you know, it's yep. not the same as uh, Memorex. So I like how we started with a real downer on what's happening with the economy. <laughs> and we talked about some other stuff and got sidetracked a lot and then ended up on kind of a downer of talking about not wanting to uh, share content. So Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. So are we going to kill somebody's puppy as the last, you know, finale or something? Uh, sure, uh, why not? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't have time today, Sean, but thank you for that. Yeah. So what did you guys do for your New Year's? Let's end with a little bit of a high note. Christian, what'd you do for New Year's? Uh, so family over board games, just uh, playing with my grandson here and uh, just hanging out. It was very low key. Heard the dog in the house next door howling at the fireworks. Ooh, oh, that was geez. great. Wow. And uh, yeah, and uh, my it, it's one. It was just nice and quiet, so it's great. How about you guys? Save the dog. How about you, Jeff? Uh, it was also very low key. It was just, uh, um, the wife and kids, um, hanging out. Um, my son got a PlayStation five for Christmas. So he was uh, playing on that. Um, so we were kind of watching that. Um, and, um, my son's got a massive head of hair. Uh, that's, oh, yeah. I, and I keep yes, telling I had the same hair when I was your age. Uh, <laughs> and he doesn't Thanks. believe me. And now. Yeah, this. there's a reason uh, not to believe you. <laughs> uh, I have pictures. I have pictures. I'll have to find them. Uh, but um, uh, my wife um, uh, has been asking him for you know years. Can he, she straighten his hair? And finally, <laughs> come to it. It was a he succumbed to it through money. Um, but so we spent the uh, like she spent like an hour straightening his hair out and stuff like that. Um, and then. Midnight happened, and then pretty much everybody went to bed. That was about it. Are are there photos out on Facebook of that? I want to see that because I there know are. I've seen there those are. pictures of your kids fro, and there, I would love to see that straight. That's are hilarious. You, yeah. Are you friends with my wife on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. She posted some pictures of it. I will have to go look. Not of the actual straightening, but post straightening. Yep. Post straightening, yeah. 
Yes. So, Sean, how about you? Uh, ours was also uh, fairly low key. My nephew was down. Uh, my nephew being the only other person in the family who is technically inclined and following on in his uncle's sort of footsteps of uh, pursuing technology. Uh, he was down. He He's a favorite of the family. Uh, so um, stayed with us for a while. Uh, we were playing quite a bit of Minecraft uh, leading up to the New Year's holiday. And then in the evening, we were uh, playing a number of court, uh, card and board games, just like I suspect you were, Christian. And yep. um, we watched the, the ball drop on YouTube. And uh, after that, we were basically falling asleep. So yeah. uh, some of us had to unwind a little bit more, uh, but we uh, departed to our beds and had a nice time and got up the next day and kicked off 2023. Nice. In the card game department uh, for Christmas, I got the family, um, uh, the remaining expansion packs that we didn't have for exploding kittens. And then we ah. got oh, zombie yes. kittens, um, which is very yeah. fun. What's it called? Zombie kittens. I don't think okay. I have that one. Yeah, it's it's not an expansion pack. Um, it's a it's a different take on the game. Um, where like you don't explode, you can come back as a zombie, and the <laughs> last remaining player that's alive that's not a zombie, and a zombie player can still kind of play. Um, uh, can still come back and um uh and and win. So, well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, yeah, Christian. This one too. Throw throw avocado. We have um, burrito. What's the other one there? So this is a uh, it's, it's an avocado snuggie, but yeah, so it's <laughs> it's an expansion of so there's yeah there's throw throw burrito and there's uh, throw throw avocado as well. Nice. You can combine it or play it by itself. Yeah, we so I got on the whole kickstarting trend with uh, exploding kittens, and hmm. since then I've gotten a lot of the games. We picked up or had sent to us recently hand-to-hand -hand wombat uh haven't actually tried it yet <laughs> because it looked a little more involved but uh yeah definitely, I, definitely of, of course i i you know exploding kittens i don't have the zombies expansion but i've got the others but yeah. uh i'm a big fan of uh, bears versus babies bears, I think we like bears versus babies it's, yeah. it's a fun game yeah. We have not uh, we have not gotten that one yet, but I have my here, where's my camera? There we go. That's I got my there you go. Yeah, you got the burrito power. Yep. In here. <laughs> it's, throw throw burrito is a lot of fun. Like you could be really mean with how hard you throw it and stuff, which is <laughs> <Yes>. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I gotta give Matthew Inman the tip of the hat. He Yeah, for uh, folks that don't know too, I mean ch go check out Exploding Kittens. It, it's just a fun card game anyway. I mean, yeah. where it all kind of started. Yeah. If you like the oatmeal comic, uh, especially, yeah. you know, online, he uh, teamed up with um, another guy and who's a game maker, used to work, I believe, with Microsoft. Um, but they started putting these games together. They kickstarted them to huge success. It was one of the at one point, it was one of the top three uh, Kickstarter supported yeah. items. Uh, I think it's still in the top 10, if not remaining up around three. But yeah, um, they're definitely worth you know, and they've, of course, branched out. You can buy them with Target and everywhere else, Amazon. So they're very popular yep. and fun. Yes, indeed. Well, gentlemen, really appreciate your time today. And uh, Happy New Year to both of you and to everybody 
listening. Yeah. Oh, is it is it too late? It's the it's the sixth. Can we still say Happy New Year? Or are uh, we past that? Are we we can. I think I mean, we can recite it like a mantra though. and keep hoping for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. New episodes are published every Friday, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast services. Thanks for listening.